0: Hello, and welcome to today's podcast episode. I am so excited to share this interview with you. It's with Lisa Westhorpe, a master's level occupational therapist and postpartum corrective exercise specialist with a passion for supporting women during their motherhood journey. Lisa is also a mom to two, and her interest in women's health started after her own, not always positive, experiences of pregnancy and early motherhood. After experiencing both physical and emotional challenges during pregnancy and the postnatal period, she spent hours (laughs) studying how to help and support herself back to feeling well. Today, Lisa is the founder of Nurture Occupational Therapy, and one of the many things she helps new parents with is ensuring they take care of their bodies while taking care of baby and promoting a safe return to exercise. If your postpartum experience was anything like mine or Lisa's, you received one checkup after six weeks and then were sent on your way wondering, are you really ready to resume exercise? What and where should you start? Is it normal to feel like this? Are you ever going to feel like yourself again? Both Lisa and I received the go-ahead from our doctors and tried to resume exercise, but for us, that meant picking up where we left off and trying to go back to what our bodies knew and used to be comfortable with. It did not go well. The only advice women are generally given postpartum is take it slow. But that has such a different meaning depending on your pregnancy, birth, and recovery. Lisa is sharing her expertise that new moms and moms who still don't feel right, even if you had your baby years ago, need to hear. She's breaking down how we can know we're ready to start exercising, what you should do after birth that a lot of women aren't even aware of, and what to focus on instead of feeling like you need to start intense workouts. Pregnancy and birth recovery is a months and months long process. And as for those of you who have had a baby, you know that you are not back to your normal self at the six week checkup. Our standards of postpartum care have a long way to go, but professionals like Lisa are raising the bar in women's postpartum care. Welcome to the Unstoppable Moms Health and Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Breen, and here we bring busy mamas like you seriously effective tips for balancing a healthy lifestyle with real life chaos. The chaos of raising tiny humans while still trying to have those magical moments to yourself, not to mention your partner, your job, your social life, and all the things. If you're looking for the how-to for creating a healthy lifestyle for your family, actionable tips for losing weight in a healthy way, aka no diets and no sketchy pills that just make you run to the bathroom, and finding wellness without the overwhelm, welcome mama, you are in the right place. Well, welcome to the podcast, Lisa. It is so wonderful to have you on here. Now, I know that you, your company is called Nurture OT. Could you just kind of explain what you do and the story behind how you founded Nurture OT?
1: Of course. Yes. And thank you for having me here today. Um, nurture ot started about 18 months ago now it's still quite a new business and it came from my own experiences of um, new motherhood so as an occupational therapist i support um, people to engage in the occupations that they want to do so it's not necessarily just your job that might be thing anything that you want or need to be able to do so it can be very broad but when I became a new mom myself, I realized that there was so much that OTs could bring to new moms. And it's not an area that a lot of OTs work in yet. Um, but that's starting to change because I think a lot of occupational therapists are becoming you know, parents themselves and realizing that there is this support that's needed. So for me, um, I had my first daughter about four and a half years ago, and I just... I felt like there was more support that you know, I could have had myself. Um, I didn't know anything about the transition to parenthood. It was one of those that you just kind of find out for yourself. Um, and I experienced quite a lot of physical difficulties after the birth, especially when I was returning to exercise. Um, so I've always been very active. Um, and I, I wanted to, to make sure that I could do that safely, but I didn't really know how. And um, my health care providers couldn't really give me that information. They were coming very much from a medical perspective rather than from a rehabilitation perspective. So that's where Nurture Occupational Therapy started.
0: That is fantastic. So I know that you work with a lot of moms who are interested in, in returning to exercise after postpartum or after having their babies. And a question that I see pretty often just on like on Facebook in mom's groups, you know, not even like specifically like exercise groups or anything. They're just like all is honestly, it's a question that's asked kind of randomly, I think because women are looking for the answer, but how the question is, how do I know I'm ready to start working out again? So can you answer that? Because I know that's very broad, but, and I can't speak on everyone's um, personal experience postpartum, but for me, I had a lot of care during my pregnancy, but I had one appointment postpartum. I think she looked at me for literally five seconds and she was just like, you're good, goodbye. And and then you never see anyone again. And I was just like, "Um, all right, well, I guess I'll just figure this out for myself. And I have a little bit of knowledge, you know, on, on exercising in my body, but for, you know, I know the majority of women are just like, I have no idea. So how do we, I know that was very long winded, but how do we know that we're ready to start working out again? Like, I feel like we're looking for a sign or something and there is, you know,
1: Exactly, we kind of need a big billboard sign that you know <laughs> that everybody can see. And you ask such a good question, and a lot of moms are asking this question because it's not necessarily specified by our healthcare providers. And you know, you you may have, like you said, a six-week checkup appointment where you're looked at. You know, the the experience that I had, I didn't even get like a physical check, um, and so. I was just told after, you know, five or six weeks after giving birth, you can return to your normal activities. And for me, because I was quite active previously and during my pregnancy, I thought that meant I could go out and do whatever I'd done before and that that would be fine. Um, But that's not always the case. And it can vary woman to woman. That's the thing. It's it's not necessarily that you should wait a certain amount of time. It can depend very much on your own delivery. Um, So how you gave birth, Um, how you have kind of rehabilitated yourself after the birth. So have you had a lot of rest? How much sleep are you getting? Um, It can vary very much person to person. But one thing that I do say um, in my mum and baby groups that I run is that um, we we have a week where we discuss returning to exercise and I pair that with um, a topic for babies on introducing solids. So usually that's around four to six months that you would introduce solids. And I pair the um, return to exercise week with that because I told the moms, it should be that for high impact exercise, you would maybe think about this around the same time as you're introducing solids to your baby. And I get a lot of looks like, what? (laughs) What are you saying, lady? (laughs) I have to wait that long? And it's not that you can't ever get back to those activities that you've done before, but the way I would think of it and the way I tell my groups is, you know, if you are having, for example, uh, a knee surgery, if you were having some kind of, um, you know, surgery where you were going into the hospital and then you were having rehabilitation afterwards, you wouldn't expect to go out and run a marathon after you'd had that knee surgery. Um, They would give you specific exercises to do. They would ask you to wait until swelling had gone down um, and then, you know, go back to things gradually. You would be part of a program where, you know, you would be rehabilitated. And it's kind of weird to me that that doesn't happen yet after birth. In some countries that does happen. But I think we can do more definitely to to support women in that. So I would say as a general rule, leave it a little bit longer and and make sure that you're doing activities that are going to support that return to exercise. So it's not that you can't do anything and it can be very frustrating. I definitely found it very frustrating. So. Yeah, that's a very long-winded response <laughs> to your you know, question.
0: <laughs> that's it's that's perfect. Because as you were saying, like, it's so individualized, you know, like how one person gave birth and how another person gave birth and and your recovery process is, is so different for everybody. And, um, you know, would you agree that this is a time when it's very important to be in tune to your body and to listen to your body?
1: Yes, I would definitely agree with that. I think it's very important as well to think about what is your body saying and what is your mind saying? Because I know for myself, um, exercise was something that very much kind of supported my mental well-being. So I wanted to get back to it because that was going to help me as a person. You know, it would make me feel more like myself during a time of transition where I didn't necessarily feel like myself. So my mind was saying... I want to get back to exercise. But if if I'd have really listened to my body, then I probably would have realized that I wasn't quite ready yet. Um, So it's it's a difficult balance. And thinking about, you know, what can those activities that you really used to like to do, um, maybe things that are more high impact like CrossFit or running, um, you know, what was it about that that you really enjoyed? And can we find for now a slightly less impact version of it? So for example, if you used to like going out and trail running, maybe for now we do a walk or a hike. Um, So it's just lessening the impact on the body. So it's not that you can't do those things. It's just we'll work back to it.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. I love the connection you just made there between the body and the mind, because, you know, especially at that time in your life, such a, especially for your first child, it's such an unknown time and a time of exploration and you are sometimes the the two waves of communication between your body and your mind are just—they're not meeting there in the middle. And and I felt the same. Like I wanted to get back into working out, and I just—you know—it it just was not happening. It was and it was a slow process for me as well. So you mentioned, and I don't know if you would mind expanding on this a bit. Um, you kind of talked about your, or you you slightly mentioned like your personal uh, experience with getting back into working out. Just out of curiosity. What was that like for you and what did you experience?
1: So I have two children now, but with my first daughter, she was a very big baby. So she was over nine pounds when she was born um (laughs) (laughs) that's most people's faces when (laughs) when I tell them that um and she yeah I she needed a lot of pushing out let's just put it like that so I had a lot of kind of you know healing to do and it was after her birth that I was told after six weeks without any kind of physical checkup that it was okay to go back to exercise and I did ask the OB you know what does that mean what what does going back to exercise look like I, I, I wanted them to give me more information she just said just take it slowly and I was like I still don't really know what that means <laughs> so as it's funny because I put my like, occupational therapist hat on I was like I think you know I, I want to get back to some kind of exercise but I need something that I can do during the day when I have my baby with me so I actually hit on the idea of skipping like jump rope um, as something that I could easily do, you know, I could be out in the garden, baby could be in her little chair, and that, that would work fine. Um, the only problem is that, you know, jumping rope is very high impact on your body. And so, yeah, it didn't go so well when I tried that. I was okay for maybe a few seconds, but after that, I experienced symptoms that I've not had before. Things like, I felt like my organs were falling out of my pelvis, and, you know, they, they weren't, but that's what it felt like to me at the time. Um, And I did experience some incontinence, which is very common in new moms. So we usually say it's around 30% of women report some form of urinary incontinence after birth. So it is very common, but it's not necessarily a normal physiological response. So it can be rehabbed. Um, So it doesn't have to be that, you know, we put up with things like sneeze pee or things like you know oh I can't go on that trampoline because you know that's not going to be good for me um so yeah it wasn't a good time for me to go back to exercise my body needed longer to heal but I didn't know that at the time um and afterwards I was I was very upset with these new symptoms that I had and I kind of did a lot of research into you know how I could help myself and then I realized that there were other women who were experiencing this it wasn't just me that was broken you know um I needed to kind of you know support myself but also support other women so um, I actually trained as a um, I'm a postpartum corrective exercise specialist now so that's something that can really you know support other women Um, and you know I help myself but also there's that aspect of supporting others too.
0: Yeah that's wonderful so uh, you know going off of that and and I'm sure that you know a lot about this now um, with the postpartum exercise specialist so a lot of times postpartum we hear about things like pelvic floor issues and um DR um and, and obviously those are those are quite common and we need to be aware of those but what about the the physical safety for the rest of your body so i uh, we could have a lot more resources on you know any sort of postpartum exercising and getting back into it but i feel like we do focus a lot on the pelvic floor and DR and then everything else just kind of gets swept under the swept under the rug, or like you know what, you'll figure it out and it'll be okay. Like I mean, I, I for me personally, I felt so weak after I had my baby, and you know I'm not sure if maybe women experience like just feeling like out of alignment because your hips shift all over the place, or uh, you know feeling like. You have to push yourself to get back to where you were. Like, What can we do to just be aware of and and help get through those other challenges that we may face?
1: I think that's a really important question. I think you hit the nail on the head with there is more of a focus now on pelvic floor and diastasis recti, um, which is great. And it's great that those things are being acknowledged as issues. But what I like to do is kind of take it back a step and as everything is so interlinked in the body, really looking at posture first. Um, Because if you haven't got the right posture, it's going to affect things like DR and your pelvic floor. Um, So one thing that I tell my um, clients to do and the moms in my mom and baby group is take a picture of your posture from like a side view it's hard to do it yourself because by the time you have put your hand out to the side, <laughs> you've thrown your posture out yeah. of alignment to do it. So usually you need somebody else to do it for you and take one picture of you with normal posture. Cause when I say posture, everyone like sits up straight. So do one, <laughs> one with like normal posture and then with one with your kind of sitting up, standing up straight posture um, and just see the difference in that. Um, I like, you know, my clients to do a bit of detective work and tell me what they see Um, So lots of different things can happen during pregnancy to our posture. And we accommodate the fact that we suddenly have a lot more weight on the front of our body by doing some, you know, different things with our hips. um, Sometimes some people throw their hips more forwards to balance out that weight and then sway backwards with their, their shoulders. Um, You may see people kind of overarching their back as well, so kind of sticking their butt out. So there's lots of different things that can happen. And sometimes taking a picture or having someone else take a picture of you makes you realize, oh, I didn't realize that my back was arching like that. Or, oh, look, I'm leaning backwards. How weird. You know, that didn't happen before. So sometimes, you know, that the idea of just being mindful of your posture and trying to kind of come up tall so imagining that you've got kind of a, a string through the top of your head and kind of pulling up on that rather than this idea of oh we're going to thrust a you know chest forward to get good posture and things like that so yeah the posture is super linked with everything that you mentioned but also it's kind of that forgotten piece and it, it plays such a big part in mom's um you know ability to heal from birth but also uh emotional well-being because if you think about posture you know if I asked you to think about the posture of an old person for example you think of somebody who's quite hunched over so posture has a really big effect on how you see yourself but how other people see you as well so yeah just Death. kind of putting that out there
0: <laughs> yeah no I love that because I've never I've honestly I've never heard that before and I've never thought of that before and that's so true how your posture does affect yes. you and it affects your well-being and your emotional well-being And I feel like, you know, when you're holding that new baby for what feels like 27 hours a day, your shoulders slowly do the hunch forward. And, and it's just nice to like, kind of stand up straight and open back up and like take a deep breath and, and take a second to reconnect and be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm also me and not just 24 seven mom, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I know you just mentioned the, the emotional well being. But going back into the just speaking strictly on the physical uh, well-being side, because I feel like you know there is there's so much growth potential that we have. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not very familiar with other countries how they handle postpartum, but uh, I feel like we could learn a lot in the U.S. here. Um, and I feel like women are not supported postpartum. And we could definitely have more resources for the emotional side of it, of course, but speaking strictly to the physical side of it, how can we take our postpartum health into our own hands and feel empowered instead of feeling lost on this journey?
1: That's such a good question. And you're so right. There needs to be more support on this. There are other countries, like you say, that handle things differently. So for example, in France, it would be that you would get um, a certain amount of sessions with a pelvic floor therapist after birth. Um, and that's not really a thing over here. I've had clients where, you know, I've said, let's let's look into the pelvic floor therapists that are available in your area. And they reached out to their um, insurance provider and the insurance provider had to do some kind of scoping research project to find out who those were because they just didn't know. Um, And so, yeah, I I feel like definitely reaching out to a pelvic floor therapist may be something that women can kind of proactively do. So that might be an occupational therapist, that might be a physical therapist, um, anyone who has that background in in pelvic floor therapy. Um, Also though, just kind of thinking about our physical kind of um rehabilitation from a point of view where you've got the support to be able to do it because it's all well and good kind of putting in uh, a rehab um kind of plan for yourself but as we said before you know being a mom kind of 24 7 it's hard to find the time to do that so a lot of the work that i do with moms is around um ergonomics and um kind of caring for yourself while you care for baby so that might be things like you know do we have to be working out or can we incorporate the movements that you might do in a workout into your daily life and do it in more of a way that cares for your body so maybe we're doing squats to pick up toys and things like that so you're working these things into your day and it doesn't have to be an extra thing where you carve out 30 minutes which is hard to do when you have a small baby, you know, <laughs> maybe yes. they only nap for 30 minutes. And in that 30 minutes, you have to, you know, get yourself something to eat. Um, you know, you might be running around the house doing everything or trying to take a nap. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's not always possible to carve out a lot of time. So how can we work those activities that you already do and make them into kind of a rehab activity? So that's something that I focus on with moms quite a lot.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love what you said about caring for yourself while you care for baby. That's I mean, that's such a smart approach to it, to merge the two instead of trying to like have the two of them battle. So, what would you say to moms that think that a pelvic floor therapist or um working with a postpartum exercise specialist, they think, you know what, it's too late for me. They say their baby is, you know, 6 months a year five years old or even older than that. And they think it's just too late for me. I miss the, I miss the
1: bus on that one. I could see that people might think that, but I think with any health condition, it's never too late to look for some kind of solution and to look for support with that. Um, In the kind of post-birth period there, you will need to leave some time for healing. um, So it can actually be a little better if you come to it later. Because it might be that you're getting better sleep at that point. It might be that you have a little bit more time because baby has, you know, kind of less demands. Um, And so, yeah, I would definitely say it's always best to reach out. Um, It's it's never too late.
0: Thank you so much, Lisa. I have enjoyed talking to you so much today. And I know that the moms who are listening to this podcast are going to want to find out more about you and find out more about your mom and baby program. So could you please just tell everybody where they can find you and connect with you?
1: Certainly. Yeah. So um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook as at NurtureOT on Facebook and at Nurture.OT on Instagram. And my website is NurtureOT.com. So that's, um, there's a resource page, which is probably the best place for me to um, signpost to, because I have a free self-care tips sheet. Um, So you can sign up on there for my newsletters and you get that um, as a, a kind of freebie and you will learn more about my programs through that.
0: Fantastic. Thank you again so much, Lisa. It was a pleasure talking to
1: you today. Thank you so much.